Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks, our heroes have been hired to go to the town of Red Tower and search for a member of the Watchful Order of Magus and Protectors who has recently gone missing. After learning that Red Tower is not just a logging town, but a place where the residents are known to prey on visiting adventurers headed to the nearby Scarlet Citadel, the group takes some time to buy some cliché lumberjack outfits. They hope to lure the locals into believing they are easy marks for scams to make information gathering easier. And now, attired in their jeans and flannel, they are teleported to just outside of town. And that's where we pick up our adventure, already in progress. It is the end of a very nice day, so you're kind of getting the best golden light off of the setting sun across this, what you know is a lumbering town. And you are about 75, 80 feet away from a main gate of sorts that crosses over a a little river and goes through a fairly fairly standard outer wall for a medium-sized town. The one thing that stands out about it, and obviously gives it its classic name, is on the left side of this gate, there is a fairly large two-story tower that seems to be made out of some pretty bright red stone. And it definitely stands out from the rest of the buildings, which are your standard gray to dark stone, some thatched roofs, some other fairly normal, especially out in the middle of Faerun, kind of normal basic construction. And what would you like to do? We are outside of Red Town. I look over to Jonathan the Magic Muscular and I just tap the brain. Oh, uh, I well, I think I probably, since this is the middle of the day, I probably would have already given that to you. So no, we'll just... uh, Telbond. Oh, for an hour? Uh, that's right, it's only an hour. I thought it was longer. No. And it is the end of the day. It's like sunset. So let's go find that inn. What was it? The Cage Tavern and Inn. Bernie, once, how close are we to the Red Tower? Pretty close. You still have to get inside the gate, um, but it's on the left-hand side, kind of. It is the building to the left of the gate, essentially, where the wall begins, and then there's the gate, and then the wall ex- keeps going to the right. So if you approach the gates, and they are still open at this point because it is still daylight, you'll see it on your left as you go by. As we go through the gate, Barney goes, Oh! Oh! It's, it's the tower! And she's going to run over, and she's going to be like, Guys! 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 And she's going to stand in front of the tower and, like, throw her arms out and smile as if someone could take a picture of her. But we don't live in a world where cameras exist. So she's just going to stand there. Carlton just starts grabbing Bernie's Bernie's pens. And then he just starts doodling Bernie. Uh, Nearby, you hear one of the guards, kind of a a simply dressed man. He's not even really in that nice of, of armor or anything, uh, but he does have a pike and is standing there looking at all of you and says, uh, hi, welcome to Red Tower. Uh, can I help you? Thank you for that welcome. We're actually looking for the, uh, Cage Tower and, and Travancore takes this note, 
inn? Yeah, yeah. Oh, a Cajun tavern inn. Yeah. Continue down the road. Don't go all the way. Take a right and just follow the right path. It's not that big of a town. You'll, you'll, you'll see it. It's got a big rib cage outside of it. It's kind of the marquee place to go. Hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure. How long is your little artistic rendering going to take? Oh, I'm done. Okay. It's stick figures. <laughs> I was going to oh. say, roll a, roll a performance check. Your second one of the day. For stick figures? All right. Yeah, why not? That'll be a five. They're very sticky. It's super <laughs> sticky. It's absolutely. You didn't even get any hair. I think I got some jam on it. That's how sticky it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That you, you were hoping to get enough of the stick figure to be able to draw some of her hair, but you couldn't even get to the hair part, but... Put that away. Travicor is going to glance at it and say, you've still managed to make the negative space interesting space, so bravo for that. You know, lighting is all in the shadows. Chiaro Skiro. <laughs> all right. Would you like to enter Red Tower? Yeah. Or is Bernie not done posing? <laughs> no, Bernie's, Bernie's, Bernie's good. We, we good. We Gucci. Okay. All right. You enter Red Tower. As it is towards the end of the day, the sun is going down. You see that most of the townsfolk seem to be either returning from whatever business they were doing. Assumably, a lot of people were doing some lumbering outside, but there does seem to be shops closing down for the day. It's a fairly modest town, kind of small. It reminds a lot of you of Greenest, actually. It's kind of the same size, the same feel as far of it, as, far as it being just a... Uh, a modest-sized town in where it, it's very obvious the people there all know each other. And as you, as a group, go walking on through, I'd like two people, and you can nominate who you want, to roll insight checks. I have a plus five. I got a plus three. Oh, okay, yeah. I will help. They're all, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to say I just want two of you to roll insight checks, but you can pick which two are going to roll. So it sounds like Bernie. One of them should be Bernie. Yeah, Travancore. Travancore, go for it. Would the two of you please roll me some insight checks? Okay, not too bad. Oh, Just... no. <laughs> oh, no. What's oh, no? Oh, no. Oh, uh, no, no, So no. that is a four, but after my plus three, that's a, that's a one. Ah, okay. And Bernie, what'd you get? How is it a four plus three to get a, a one? Oh, no, he got a one plus three, which oh, got him a four. He did, he did backwards like, math. hold on. Hold on. I got a 22. <laughs> okay. I think the blue flannel is cursed. So. Gotta go with that buffalo. Travancore, in a moment, I'm going to ask you why Why do you feel so miserably? But before you, you tell us that Bernie, with your 22, you get the obvious at first. All of you kind of see that you are attracting attention. People are looking at you. People are regarding your outfits. Uh, they're regarding Shadow, who is impossible to ignore if you're not used to a black bear. But Bernie, you pick up on some more of the subtleties. Like, yes, they're looking at Shadow the black bear, but... There isn't the the range of panic to confusion that you often see, especially in smaller towns that are not used to seeing a fairly tame black bear. There is the appraising look up and down of all of you, but it is the smile that some might say is predatory um, and not necessarily one of making fun of you or enjoying your your regalia. The shops that you are going by, you do notice the store owners, as they are in the process of closing up for the night, do pause a moment and regard you as you go on by. And so you kind of catch all these little glimpses of the notice that you usually get when you enter a new town, layered with 
other things now that you're kind of aware of what you're supposed to be looking for. Travancore, however, why, why do you fail to pick up on these these things? So Travancore is so used to standing out just naturally being who he is because he's from another place, because he dresses differently, because he talks differently to an extent. Um, so when that's all natural, he's fine. But when he's actually trying to stand out, it's distracting. So I think he's putting too much thought into how to perform, how to act like a tourist and like everything like that. So that's, that's messing with his mind and probably a little bit of hubris coming back from him for that cultural superiority mark about like, oh, all you favoring people dress weird, you know, kind of thing coming back to bite him in the butt. Yeah, especially with Shadow right there. The two of you are kind of distracting each other because you're not used to seeing you're you're both used to blending in and being able to hide, especially into the natural environment and suddenly being in, in a little bit more of an ostentatious outfit is distracting. So yeah, you all notice this as you are walking through town. Bernie, since Bernie's going to try to communicate what she notices to the group, and she's going to beam up at Jonathan in with a smile that that looks on a gnome very sweet and enthusiastic, but I believe Jonathan has probably come to know on Bernie might be equally as predatory it it's the oh no oh no you just thought she was tiny smile and she looks up at him and she goes this is gonna be great <laughs> jonathan the magic muscular and her so you know how in stories like you don't want galadriel getting the one ring because bad stuff will happen mm-hmm. you don't want you know thanos getting the infinity stones because something bad would happen in a town of Marks, you don't want to unleash the Bernice Q Burns, which is exactly what has happened. So Jonathan, Jonathan the Vagimuscular is like, he smiles back and he's scared. <laughs> he's frightened. She like, she's going to be like looking around and she's going, uh, especially like I would, I, I will let you decide if she has the what up stats or the hit the roll to do this, but stores... Anybody who owns a thing, like a selling thing that is looking at the more predatory, she's going to like go, oh, 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 we should go in there and that one and that one. And she's just like looking at Jonathan, she's like, this is so cool. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we came. One of them is less a store and more of a stall that had been obviously starting to put stuff away for the evening. And when you do that and when they notice you, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a roll. Give me a second. Yeah, the human behind the stall who had been uh they've they've got kind of a nicer stall set up. Looks like they've got a variety of uh, little trinkets and charms set out, sees all of you, sees your excitement, and grins a bit and calls out to the the four of you and says, Oh, yes, you new to town, are you? We just got here. Ah, oh, welcome, welcome. Ah, oh, it's a wonderful place. Um, may I make an assumption based on your outfits that you are um, possibly looking for a little bit of adventure? <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Oh, we God. are looking for adventure. See, I like this because none of that is a lie. <laughs> yeah, that is that is perfect. That's we are very lucky here. We are very lucky that on a very regular basis we get people here who are interested in the area. It's, it's quite dangerous out there. Certainly there are a lot of things that are going on, but but you, you 
are welcome to be here in the right place. See, I'm uh, my name is um, Wicket, and I am selling things that you will absolutely need to be able to survive out in, in the wilds, to be able to make it through the woods to your destination, which I must assume is the Scarlet Citadel. Yes, the one over the river. Yeah, and through the woods. That's the one. Yes, you are absolutely right. I see that you've come prepared. You've come very well equipped. Uh, the very nice bear. But, but, <laughs> and then he pushes forward a couple of trinkets and you can see. Actually, you know what? Give me a perception check. Let me see what you can see. I will say that Bernie, as he pushes stuff forward, looks up at at Travancore and tries to, hopefully, I don't know if I have to roll over this conveyor. She goes, he says he's got everything we need. Hmm. Travancore, I'll let you read into that what you will, knowing knowing what you know going into this town. Travancore's going to roll a perception check as well, if that's okay. Yeah. Anyone who wants to roll a perception check, go for it. Bernie rolled a 19 to look at the board. Mm. Okay. 17. What the both of you see is a variety of what looks like fairly simple charms and trinkets, some actual rabbit's feet on chains, uh, a couple of really simply made, not bad, but nothing exciting, uh, simply made charms that have what, if it wasn't for the fact that the two of you are spellcasters in some way, shape, or form, they have what looks like runes on them, but both of you can tell that they're just kind of more pretty pictures than actual magical anything. And he pushes a bunch of stuff forward and says, yes, I'm, I was just able to refill my stock from the last couple of, of groups that came through. And if you are looking for protection from the evils that you will find outside of these walls, especially those that can be found in the very dangerous Scarlet Citadel, the ones that have haunted the nightmares of adventurers for years, for decades, for centuries, I promise you that these... These very lovingly crafted heirlooms will protect you from almost all of the evils that can be found on the outside. Tavacorus is going to ask, um, exactly how much love went into the crafting of these items? Oh, my grandmother has passed along the actual recipes and resources needed to craft these from a long line of my family that we have kept close to our hearts to be able to really make sure that people like you who go out and do all the good things that you do are fully protected. So... I do not know if I could quantify the care that has been put into any of these instruments of protection. Have you had a lot of explorers come through lately? Uh, yes, actually. It is... A lot of people like to go to the Scarlet Citadel. It is a center of power and evil, and it just seems to be somewhere that attracts heroes like yourself. Bernie looks up at Carlton and says... There's been a lot of explorers, explorers through here. What if there is no more evil left in the Scarlet Citadel for us? Well, then, will we, uh, job well done. Well, the only way to know for sure is to go deep into the depths. They have never actually found the very bottom, the very heart of the Citadel. Most adventurers, even, even the most hardened, eventually come out. And have gotten their fill. Or some, sadly, do not. Uh, or maybe just don't come back here. I'm not exactly sure. But, but, 
if you are going to be the ones to finally plumb the full depths of the Scarlet Citadel, then absolutely. And he grabs one of the rabbit's feet that seems to have... Yeah, with your perception checks, I'll say uh, it looks like it's been tied to a piece of golden cord, but you can kind of clearly tell it's just a piece of painted uh, string and holds it up to you and says... Some of these are more expensive than others, but this is very reasonable. Three gold and you will be protected from evil at all costs. Bernie is going to, I don't know if I should roll like a performance or a deception check for this. Depends but on what she, you're going to do. She she wants to get him to tell her more about people who have disappeared lately. So she's going to grasp his hand in hers. What kind of... What kind of being is this, by the way? Uh, this is a human. He's kind of, um, he's he's in some average garb for the day, which it's a little warmer out here than it was when you left Waterdeep. There's no snow on the ground or anything. So he's kind of in some basic leather breeches and a jacket. Considering what all of you are wearing, it's a very basic browns and tans, nothing quite so uh, bright and vibrant. And he's got a mess of brown hair that looks like it hasn't been cut in a while. And uh, but kind of, I'm going to say it's an earnest look on his face. And all of your your passive insights pick up that the earnestness is behind the performance. Okay. Bernie then is not tall enough to grasp his hand, but she will grasp the rabbit's foot dangling on the chain. And she'll look at it really intently, and then she'll shoot a look up to Jonathan that hopefully conveys this is pissed with ink, at, which she probably already knows. And and she goes, have there been any people who have disappeared lately and not come back? Well, I mean, it's hard to know for sure. The last group that I saw wasn't even, I didn't even see the whole group. I just saw a couple of them. And... Most when they go, they don't necessarily come back here. They're they're they've been successful and have gone off to go do other things. So I can't say for sure, but it has been a while since any have come back from there. So something tells me that there will be difficulties, there will be dangers, there will be adventure. Bernie's gonna clutch clutch the rabbit's foot a little tighter and she's gonna like lean in and she's gonna be like, Tell me about this party that has disappeared. Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Oh, Jesus, I hope. Is there anything I could do to help? Like, give her advantage or anything, or no? Uh, there's a bunch it's of things It's a dirty could... 20. <laughs> Never mind. I withdraw my question. Uh, I will say, I'll, and I'll say this out loud in case something else comes up that anyone wants to help. If, if anyone wants to help with a check or something, it's kind of up to you what you'd like to do to offer advantage. So if there's something you'd like to say or do to help out in any of these cases, just let me know. With a dirty 20, Wicket looks at you holding onto this rabbit's foot and leans in closer, kind of conspiratorially, and says, Well, I'm not sure if I should say very much, but I know that someone from the Watchful Order was here from all the way in Waterdeep. But you didn't hear that from me. And he moves back a little bit. And uh, most of your passives pick up that he's he's baiting you to do something else to make him spill more beans. He's playing your game. What are the items on the table again? He doesn't want to buy a rabbit. Rabbit doesn't want to buy a rabbit's foot. Like he wants to see something that's like that's garbage, but like innocuous garbage. Yeah, it's it's all 
innocuous garbage. Um, you All can right. see there's a couple of wooden medallions that have burned into them these runes. Uh-huh. In quotes, some are big, large medallions on a, on a either a chain or a piece of string. Others are like two or three small ones, all like on a, a bracelet or a necklace kind of thing. Uh, the rabbit's feet. There's also a couple of vials that look like they're filled with sand uh, with just a basic cork stopper. Travancore is going to pick up one of the lovingly crafted um, wooden medallions with the other uh, runes on them. And say, I can I can feel the love coming off of this this item. Oh, I appreciate that. And then, I guess, Travel Corps trying to like it looks over at Bernie, sort of not so subtly, but to sort of imply like I don't know how to communicate this. Travel Corps is supposed to be a better communicator, but this whole blue flannel thing's throwing him off. Um, well, hold on, you should get to roll to try. Don't assume you're shit at it. Yeah, was, that was another role. That was a different role. You just didn't notice that people wanted to take everything, take you for everything you had. Uh, That's how I'm again, my friend. <laughs> Fish out of water, being one, as I am. You are, you are definitely helping. Is there anything in specific you would like to impart unto Bernie, or are you just helping keep the conversation going by showing interest in this item? So, uh, Travancore is going to move the item over to Bernie. Is like. Do you can you feel the love coming off this thing, or do you think we need you need help seeing with the, feeling the love coming off of this thing? Hmm. And Bernie's gonna let go of the rabbit's foot and pick up the little wood talisman, and then she's gonna look back at Jonathan and go, "The Watchful Order isn't that that place you apply to like three times? They're pretty scary, right?" They are super exclusive. Any I feel wizard like I have to roll who... deception check there. Uh, not yet, but we'll we'll get there. Go ahead, Jonathan. Any wizard who is worth their salt would try at least to get to get a membership of that prestigious organization. But they, I mean, they're they're pretty exclusive. And Jonathan the Metromuscular is going to kind of like look at the the thing, the 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 medallion that everyone is looking at. It's like, hmm, it looks like this object might be able to tell a story. And as he says that, he looks at the uh, at uh, Wicket. Like, I think there's a very interesting story that this medallion could tell about the Watchful Order. And, yeah, Jonathan the Magic Muscular kind of looks down at Bernie and winks. Wait. Thanks, did buddy. Did the guy that disappeared buy one of your amulets? And she hands, she drops it on the table. <laughs> he doesn't immediately react to you dropping it, but he does take a moment and... and he looks like he composes himself, like he gets very, very serious, and his eyes go back and forth between the three of you, and then he looks at you, Bernie, and says, No, no, he did not. But I wish I had had the chance to sell him one. And he looks back at Jonathan and says, I would have liked to have heard his story. I'm sure it would have been amazing. Anyone who is a a member of that organization has to have some absolutely fascinating stories and be filled with such amazing power, and I'm sure if if all of you are headed in that direction, if you wanted to bring him one, and he pushes the the medallion back towards you, Bernie, and says, "I know that th- th- these are usually six gold, but I would, I would, I would definitely be able to give you a discount on this if you wanted to get one for him. If you were going on a rescue mission, then you should definitely be protected." A rescue mission. Bernie looks at 
looks at Carlton. She goes, I thought, I thought we were just going to come see the sights. Are we going on a rescue mission now? <laughs> sure. Well, if you're going to go and you think he's still there and he pushes another medallion towards you and is like, I, I would be willing to do a both of these for only four gold each. And then you would have one for yourself and then one if you were to find this 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 other member of the Watchful Order. Do you think? Do you think he's with anybody? Do you think we need to buy more? Well, I mean, the two are good to start with. And he gives you a very clear look like it's the grease my palm no, and let hold me. On, yeah. Hold on, hold on. He has not figured out that we're not idiots. I think we should be able to decide right now. Oh, okay. no, no. <laughs> well, uh, here's what I'll say. Here's what your passive insights are picking up, and I'll, I'll let you roll another one. But at the moment, it's he obviously has not picked up on the deception, but you can't tell whether he's playing along because he's hoping to get money or he's playing along because he just hasn't figured you out yet. Um, if you want to roll an insight, you can go ahead and roll an insight. I think Bernie would like to know how well all of her bullshit is bullshitting. Okay. Okay. Well, it's another 22. All right. Nice. <laughs> and I, this is the, I would just like to say part of the reason I picked the Buffalo check is it is the like Ottawa colors for every team. There you go. <laughs> and it's nice to know that in this instance, Ottawa's beating Toronto. <laughs> I will. So your insight. Or I picks, suppose. Well, no. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs are blue and white. Yeah, let's talk about Travancore's rules. <laughs> but Travancore is helping you out, especially the. I know. Yeah, yeah. With your twenty-two, you pick up that you can't quite tell whether he's fooled or has bought in, but he's not. He's at least not questioning it, and has a hundred percent believes you are adventurers here, just asking questions and everything. And 100% knows or believes that you are Marx, that he's got you on the hook. And he thinks he's reached the point in where he's doing some sly negotiating in order to uh, get some money out of you before he then... He's he's baiting. He's baiting. He knows okay. that he's Close thrown out. Close the sale, Wicket. A, B, C. Always be closing. And And he's... I'll even say, Bernie, that you can tell because this is, he thinks he's being incredibly suave about this this tactic, but it's kind of a basic tactic. He, he's gotten to the point in where you're asking him some more questions. He's obviously got more information and is highly suggesting that you spend some money and that he'll have a reason to give you more information and maybe spend more money. So he's he's getting you on that cycle and thinks, he thinks he's in charge of it. Okay, Bernie's going to look up at Jonathan, and she's going to say in what she would like this to appear like she is trying to have a side conversation and failing. Okay. This is 100% for this man. <laughs> she's like, do you think if we rescue the guy that they're talking about, the Watchful Order will, like, let you in? I don't know. That That's a... That's a really good note. That that might be the thing that like makes me stand out am yeah. among yeah. those those really awesome wizards that do get yeah. in. Yeah. Paragons yeah. of arcane power. Capital S spellcasters. Capital S spellcasters. Do you think these are how many should we buy? I don't know. I I I think I mean we for for me personally the one is the one that's most important, but but we're adventurers. We should care about more people than just one, right? 
And if that guy disappeared with like other people, we just, I just, we won't know how many to buy. I think right. we should go ask, and maybe we should go ask some people if there was like other people in his party. Yeah, I think we should, we should continue asking questions. And then we'll know, like, cause he doesn't seem to know, but we could come back. We could come back, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be... So th- at that point, we, we both look and we both look back at Wicked or yep. just like. So, Jonathan, go ahead and roll a deception check with advantage because of Bernie. Okay. Let me see here. Deception. <laughs> All right. We are rolling nice. with an 18 there. All right. I like to think making that noise helped. The funny thing is that maybe Travicor was just sitting there humming to himself, like, just. To to kind of like up the like these people are weirdos factor. Carlton was about to be like, wait, Jonathan, aren't you in the? Oh wait, wait, they're doing a bit. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just. Yeah, this is what happened if the role had failed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Carlton's like in his mind, he's like, wait a second, and then he's like, oh, they're doing a thing. All right, I'm just gonna let them do their thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna let them have some fun. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll say as the two of you are talking, I'll say what Carlton and Travancore are doing are gauging they're able to more clearly watch his reactions as the two of you are having the fake conversation and so that's kind of how the four of you are working as a team and what you do see is his face is schooled but not enough for you to not notice the the little roller coaster ride his emotions go on of yes they're gonna buy things no they're gonna leave yes they're gonna buy things oh they're gonna buy a bunch of things no they're gonna leave and go ask more questions and i have to go home yes they're gonna buy things definitely does that how will my wife ever look me in the eye if i don't make the sale and it's it's uh by the time bernie and jonathan quote unquote turn back to him he has put back on an earnest face and says you should definitely ask around. I, I would suggest going to, uh, you, you said you were looking for the, the Cajun Tavern Inn. I, I definitely suggest going there. That's where most people stay. I believe, I believe I saw him, the person you were looking for. And I know he must be very powerful because he, I believe, only left with one other person. Now... That does mean you only need to buy, if you want to buy two of these, one for him and one for this other person that he was with, that, that, that does mean there's just the two of them. But it does mean he must be very powerful. If there was only two of them that was going into the Scarlet Citadel. I mean, that is amazing, especially to go unprotected as they did. Good people of Faerun, Carlton Tanks here to let you know that Dungeon Drunks is now a level up dice affiliate. Does your ranger need stone dice to show off their connection to nature? Or how about a crystal set to show off your devotion to Queen Bay? Maybe a set of blue dice so everyone knows that your fireball burns hotter. Or what about a set of heavy metal so your barbarian can roll with force? Dungeon Drunks and level up dice have you covered. You can now support Dungeon Drunks with your next dice purchase by following our affiliate link bit.ly slash dungeon drunks. That's bit.ly slash capital D dungeon capital D drunks. And happy rolling. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons and Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into one single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and Faerun's lore. Every week there's something new happening, and the game is available on almost any platform. 
Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on September 12th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. C-H-A-T-S-O-N-E-A-C-H-Y So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. So, what would I roll to haggle? It's going to be like a persuasion check, but let me hear what you say first. So, how 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 much are these each? Well, as I said, uh, normally they are six gold each, but because you are looking to do this rescue mission and go on this heroic adventure and, and you are looking at getting more than one, I, I would drop the price uh, to four gold each. Six gold each. How about three for five? Three gold each? No, three, 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 um, three, three. These aren't charms, are they? All three, all of them, everything that I sell is uh, protection. It is going to help you from the dangers that you will find in the Scarlet Citadel. Uh, but uh, it's a ch- is it a spell or a charm? They are ancient runes that my grandmother has passed along. I don't know if they... Because my religion forbids charms. Well, my... Jonathan, can't you just identify what they do? I mean... I could if if I was if I was a wizard worthy of the watchful order then then maybe but I don't know. Oh, I think maybe wizards can do. Puts his uh, his arm on Jonathan's huge bicep and says, "You'll get there, big guy. You'll get there." Jonathan, if these are charms and we bring this man a charm, he will go to hell. Avernus, really? Well, my grandmother never called them charms. She always called them talismans. Well, I think just in case they are going to send us to hell, I think getting three for four gold is a really good deal. Because what if you go to hell for using them and you don't know their charms? Well, I pray to a god this that doesn't really matter. This is you a so. favor offloading them on us. Roll a persuasion check. God, I really hope my life does. Oh, no, it's a 14. Okay. Uh, He looks at you and he says, I want you to be as prepared as possible. I promise none of these are going to send anyone to any of the bad places. Wanting to protect people is always a good thing. I do want you to have all the protection that you can. Um, Unfortunately, the the time that it takes to make these, I, I can't quite go that low, but I could do... Three for six. Three gold each. I could bring it down to three, but I think that's as low as I could go because then otherwise I'm otherwise I'm losing money on these and I will not be able to make more in time for any anyone else that will come through. And how will I continue to protect the good people who want to make the evils of the world go away? Travicor is gonna step in at this point and say, We haggling any more seems tantamount to putting other people in danger, and I will not do that. And Travancore puts down six gold and says, we'll take them. He, as you put the, the gold down... Yes. Re- and you're going to grab three of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, You put the gold down, he reaches forward and clasps your hand and looks you in the eye, Travancore, and says, yes, you understand, thank you. And then pushes the three towards you. And as he does, he says... And you can tell that he thinks he's being sly, 
doing it this way, even though it is completely obvious. He slides it towards you and says, when you find the two that left, that went into the Scarlet Citadel, and you bring these to them, I'm, I'm sure you will be able to, to rescue them, and it will be amazing. And, and Please come back and let us know, because I'm, I am positive that, that you will be successful. And when you find the two of them, find out what he was really interested in some sort of device that was there. The woman that was with him had like convinced him to go. I could hear them as they were walking on by. They were talking about some thing that she needed a brilliant alchemist for and that he was the one. The one? That's what she was saying. And so I I believe this must be fate that if if she needed him to go and do some amazing alchemical thing, uh do some outstanding alchemy of alchemical things with alchemy and you are here to rescue him, then you are obviously blessed and fated. Ah, well, uh, Travancore, these are going to be mighty gifts, but how, I wonder, how are we going to know what she looks like? Oh, I didn't get an incredibly good look at her, but she was much taller than he was. I mean, I, I believe he was a, a, a gnomish gentleman. Uh, seemed very well outfitted. She was a a taller human. Was wearing um a what looked like a very dark robe, probably something. Probably one of the the roguish types, the ones that like to stay in the shadows, um, was very tall, uh, lanky. I I only saw the face. I didn't see her hair as she was talking to this this gnome as they were going on by. I was trying to convince them to come on over to buy something for their own safety, for their own sake, just just something to protect them for. Um, And she seemed to have a very plain human face i believe and bernie bernie looks up and she's about to she's looking to a companion who's not human and then she's like "Fuck!" do you think she was evil i hope not i mean how could anyone evil ever enter here we have such amazing gods that's a good point and you think the people at this tavern will know more about did you know their name? Do you know their names? Do you think they'll know their names? The the people at the tavern, you mean? Yeah. I I know that the gnome was staying at that tavern. So if if anyone's going to know more, then it would be them. And definitely if there's more in this adventuring party that the, the gnome was going off to go assist with this amazing alchemical alchemist thing, then they would know. And then you can come back and know how many more of the charms to buy. I'm sorry, the talismans. <laughs> <laughs> Does Bernie? I mean, Bernie catches that. I'm trying. To, I mean, Bernie's he might charms? have rolled. In, he might have rolled incredibly poorly on a deception check. So Bernie goes charms. I'm sorry. Do she you... looks at Travis. She charms. Charms. Oh my! Is there a temple? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's a slip oh, of the is tongue. there a temple? We have to go. We have to go. Oh my god! All of our souls are gonna disintegrate. You're going to be fine. I. We were just talking about charms, and charms was just on the the, the tip of my tongue. They are talismans, and my grandmother thanks you. Is she in hell? No, she's back at the house, probably making some porridge. That sounds like hell. 
Well, you t- haven't had her porridge, but okay. Travancore is going to hold it up to his hand. The, 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 the talisman he just brought up to his hand is like, you can really feel the love coming off of this thing. Feel all warm and fuzzy inside. That's not love, Travancore. That's sin. <laughs> I'm writing down, you can really feel. I don't know why Travancore keeps saying this, but it makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> I, I like the idea that Travancore is no longer feeling confident in his abilities. And he's like, basically doing his best. What's up, my fellow kids? <laughs> it's, it's working. It's working. It doesn't take much. So the cage of Tavern Inn is just around the corner to go a little bit further down. You can't miss it. There's the large ribbed cage out outside. They will know more. And then once you find out more details about if there was anybody else in this adventuring party that I could possibly help, I will be back open tomorrow at sunrise. I will have hopefully some replacements for that. We'll have to see what my grandmother has been able to do throughout the day. And uh, I will make sure that I'm ready to outfit you with whatever you need. And he gives you kind of an earnest smile. And, and Travancore looks him right in the eye, grasps his hand for a shake hand, handshake, shake hand. That's the my mother was showing. And he says, thank you for keeping all of us safe. I thank you. It is a team effort and you are the ones going into danger. So thank you. And he shakes your hand with yeah. a little bit more gusto than you're probably comfortable with. It's a little bit of a, <laughs> but, and then let's, <laughs> let's go and says, I, I must tell my grandmother, because she will be very pleased that three more people have been helped today. And he starts to pack up. All right. I think we I think we've seen enough here. Thank you. (laughs) Our work is done. (laughs) Your work is done. We've made a man very happy. And uh, as we're walking away, Jonathan, the Medge Muscular, is going to go to Carlton. It's like, man, I wish I Jonathan, the Medge Muscular, had listened to you about the 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 tell bond. Wow, that would have been handy just now. But I think. (laughs) It's a testament to how we've all been working well together. We, With a simple look, we were able to convey lots of information. Good job, Bernie. And uh, so Jonathan holds out his hand for he and Bernie to do their capital S spellcaster high five. You know, it's one of those where it's like, you know, two claps, backhand, you know, <laughs> fist bump, fist bump, uh, something that will... We'll workshop later. It, there's Maybe. some feet. There's some footwork involved. There's some kid and play. Yeah. Every yeah. time you do it, 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 there's another step that gets added. There's another little tiny bit. And so it's just gotten longer and longer over the months. Yes, basically. <laughs> okay. You continue down the road. The sun has set at this point, And there's a little bit of a chill in the air. And very quickly, you do approach what is very obviously the Cajun Tavern Inn. There's a moment in where you're actually not sure because you see the sign out front of the building from the the side that you're approaching from. And because you're kind of looking head on, all you see is the side of a rather normal stone and thatched inn. But as soon as the road curves just a little bit so you can see behind it, you notice that the stonework eventually ends in... Two giant, what are obviously bone shards sticking out of the ground that kind of hold up the very end of this building. And then beyond that, several more of these giant bone shards forming a massive rib cage, uh, literally gargantuan sized, bleached and well-worn. These are bones that have been lying here for decades at least, picked clean, 
and the tavern actually seems to be using the end of it to prop itself up, but otherwise is a normal-sized building. And uh, you head on inside? Bernie stops to loudly look at Carlton and loudly look. She's going to loudly look at Carlton. Um, She's going to look at Carlton and loudly say, Do you think these are the bones of a giant? Actually, does Travancore hear that? Oh, I mean, yeah, she should have looked yeah. at me. She, she loudly looked at me. Yeah. She loudly looked. She she loudly looked and loudly said her face, her eyeballs are so big that she has no more face left. Well, uh, so Travancore is going to try and do a check to see if it is a giant because giants are one of his favorite enemies. Uh, give me a nature check with advantage then. Uh, avec avantage en français because I'm wearing the blue flannel today. All right, high check's 19. Finally, some decent rolls. Decent. With a 19? Yeah. Those are giant bones. You would recognize that ribcage anywhere. And then Trapper Horse is going to look over Bernie and be like... She's going to walk up and she's going to run a finger down one of them and she's going to say, Jonathan, come feel this. It's a real giant bone. I thought she was about to lick at the claimant as hers. Jonathan the Magic Muscular says, yeah, it is. Ben, and, and he comes over and he bends down to look at the giant bones with her. And she looks up at him and she very quietly says, See, this is so much more fun than just bribing people. And she walks on inside. Carlton's going to go in as well and go straight to like the counter, the bar counter, and order some food. Uh, and he's going to ask for their largest, best in-house crawfish dish. Because this is the Cajun <laughs> Tavern in... Uh, uh, I've waited two episodes to make this joke. Oh I, I appreciate that god. joke. Oh my god. You are <laughs> the daddest of dad jokes. But you know what? I respect that. I respect that you waited two episodes to do it too. Alright. You all enter. Inside the inn is kind of an eclectic collection of stuff. Not necessarily very well positioned along the walls and across the ceiling, but definitely placed. Have you ever been in an Applebee's? You know how on the side of the walls, the Applebee's are just covered in license plates and mirrors and- just Oh yeah, whatever, all kinds of crazy crap. Whatever eclectic shit that they can pick up in that general area. It's all, it's all flair. It's flair. It is 100% flair, but it's Pieces all- of flair. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the flair of something, of stuff that- isn't really that important and isn't really that surprising or exciting, but there's so much of it that it's a little overwhelming. This place feels the same way. It has that same kind of uh, weirdly rustic feel. And then all of the stuff that's on the walls that's eclectically everywhere feels like it should be more important than it really is. You see a lot of weapons. You see a couple of shields. You see a, a lot of accoutrement of like an adventuring party, but none of it like... It's a dragon head and nothing that is going to inspire any kind of awe. And uh, there's a fair number of people all eating and drinking in the inn. They all seem to be locals. And Carlton, as you approach the counter, the man behind the counter looks up at you. He has just finished what looks like putting away a whole bunch of dishes and everything kind of shoved off to the back, looks up at you and says, Oh, oh, hi. How you doing? What what you doing for? Oh, uh, what kind of what, what kind of eats you got around here? Uh, well, tonight we've got a, a pretty nice stew 
as uh, crawfish stew. No, I, you're not the first to make that joke. I'm adventurer, are you? Uh, you know, uh, from, from time to time. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate a good joke. Now, unfortunately, not a crawfish. We not quite close enough to a place that we can get too much crawfish. Most of the stuff around here gonna be game from the local area. Some stuff from the farms, kind of. The wholesome fill your food, fill your fill your stomach kinds of kinds of stuff. My sister makes uh, a really good mutton, and we've got uh, we even we even have a little bit, just a little bit of sorbet if you want something kind of fancy for your dessert. Great, I'll take uh, four muttons, and then we'll come back for the sorbet. I mean, you're you're a very large and impressive lad, but four of them might be a little difficult for you to put on down. Are you sure you want four? D- uh- just, just go ahead and take the joke right out of my mouth there, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, and what do you guys want? <laughs> you know, it's very possible. I honestly, here's the thing. The whole crew is used to you. I don't assume you order for Bernie. Why would any of us assume you order for anyone but yourself? Yeah. So, not for mutton? You know what, let's do two mutton, two stew. And he looks at the the group of you that have now formed up behind Carlton and says, oh, oh all right, I, I get you, I get you. I'm sorry. Um, I shouldn't have assumed. Okay, um, yeah, you could go the table number four over there. I'll make sure you got you got your stuff. Anyone want a nail? Do you want a water? You want a, a wine? You want a, do you want a, what you want? Ooh, ooh, let's, do, let's do a nice red okay. to go with that money. That's good, because that's all I got is a good red. But it's good one. It's good table wine. Go ahead and have yourself a, a seat right over there. I'll, I'll make sure we get... I mean, were you serious about you want the you want the four meals just for you and then the yes okay all right. and then they can order for themselves. I don't speak for them. All right, um, the, and the rest. I've of learned you, that lesson. You know what? If you're gonna pay for it, I'm not gonna complain. It's just more dishes and more more joy. Sure. Um, nice nice person with the bear. How about you? A uh, bowl of stew uh, for myself and another bowl for the bear, and then also a double whiskey. Neat. I think I could swing a whiskey. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, um muscular guy with a little owl. Jonathan. Jonathan, he's looking at you. Bernie, like, elbows Jonathan in the stomach. She's like, you have to order. We, we oh, were standing just, in line. Oh, just the stew's fine. Just the stew, ale, fine. Okay, all right. Um, and uh, nice one with the with the dog who's good at poking the friends. Um, my The Baron will have um a mutton, and can you make me a grilled cheese? Uh, we ain't got a uh, cheese order in from the cows for another f- couple days. Everything is going to be meat and potatoes and a bunch of veggies. Sorry. I'll have stew. Okay, oh, and a so drink. Dejected. Um, what do you have on tap? Uh, we got the ale. Just the one. Just, just the one. Just the one. Yeah, sorry. Did oh, just the one's fine. Excellent. Just half of a pint. Yeah, I can half a fill it. It's it. You're you're good. We're used to we're used to all sorts coming on in. Okay, have a seat over there. We'll we'll go ahead and take care of you. And uh, he points over to a table over on the side, and you sit. And uh, eventually, in five ten minutes, many 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 bowls and plates are brought on out of stew and mutton and drinks and some side bread and a little bit of veggies, and it's basic. But it's all pretty well prepared, and it's all very nice. Uh, you do notice that there are little touches here and there that make this feel like it's trying to be a expensive place from, say, Waterdeep. The bowls that the stew come on in 
a lot of them have like decorations etched into the side of the bowls, but the decorations aren't really that fancy or maybe they're a little crooked. The uh, tankards that you are given all have what looks like jewels on them or one of them comes with like uh, almost the German style top on it. But uh, the the actual hinge on it that would hold on the top is a, a little loose and it just kind of comes off. Or the jewels you very clearly see are just kind of pretty glass. Uh, the table that you're sitting around is this large wooden table and chairs that seem to be evoking a, a rough and rustic kind of thing. But you can tell that instead this is just kind of some leftover wood. It's, it's all a bit rough. And eventually um, the gentleman comes back on over that was serving you and says, uh, pardon me if I'm looking into things a little bit more, but I think it's a little obvious, actually. I, uh, you, you new in town, eh? Yes, we are. We're adventurers. Uh, oh, that's uh, beauty. Great. Uh, nice. Uh, are, you, are you here uh, looking for someone? Well... So it's really funny that you should ask that because we met a man at a stall outside and he told us that there was someone from the Watchful Order that needed to be rescued. And see, my friend Jonathan, he's been applying to the Watchful Order lately and we think that he would get in if we could rescue the friend of the Watchful Order. He said there was like this little gnome man and this very tall, suspicious human lady and we're gonna go after them and rescue the little, the, 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 the guy from the suspicious human lady and possibly whatever dangers are lurking within the the place they are if julia has forgotten the name that's okay <laughs> so i just rolled a natural 20 on an insight check oh dear but but however you're... none <laughs> of that was a lie no none well, of that a little was bit a lie. of it was a lie not uh, very little of it was a lie however you're gonna like this natural 20 let me drink because what happens is this gentleman listens to you earnestly as you say all of this eyes Jonathan for a, a bit longer of a moment, as you mentioned, Jonathan, the watchful order and all that, and looks back at you and says, uh, oh, yeah, right. Okay. All right. I, I understand. Watchful order, you say. I happen to just be talking to a member of them because, yeah, I know about that that gnomish fella that has gone missing. Uh, any of you know an Aras? An Aras Zik? And he then gives you a all a very keen look. So Travancore looks over at Jonathan and says, isn't he the guy who said you'd never fit in with the Watchful Order and you should just give up? No, no, you're thinking you're thinking of someone else. No, Master Zick was the one who said that I had potential kid. Oh. You're thinking of some other asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie rolled an insight check because she wants to... She's like, I think this guy actually is expecting us. You and you so actually got, you actually know that there are people expecting you at this. Got a twenty one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say with a twenty one, it's not as much of an insight into him as much of it is you now remember. Ras said that he had contacted uh, Adriana Ambrosi Jorsky, who are the proprietors of this inn, and. As that memory comes to your mind, and you your insight then picks up that he's he's maybe picked up that you're not all telling the truth. He then looks back at all of you and says, 
yeah, let me go ask my sister to let you upstairs. I think I think we were maybe expecting you. And that is where we will pause as Ambrosie Jorsky has just glocked who you are and is trying to play along with whatever it is that you are trying to do. But first, let me give you some experience before I let you go for all of the amazing outfits that were described for four amazing outfits plus three amazing familiar outfits for you can really feel the love coming off of this thing (laughs) for the moment of leaving Flynn's flannel emporium and deciding to have a slow-mo walk of of epicness in flannel uh and for the idea that After this adventure, you may decide to continue to wear flannel, which makes me happy as I am from Seattle and I'm practically Canadian and flannel makes me happy. So for flannel. Are you sure you're not clearly Canadian? Ah. I wish I was clearly Canadian. I am just faking Canadian, but it makes me happy and so does flannel. And so for that, I'm going to give you a total of 10,000 experience to split between the four of you because you earned experience with flannel and the next time we get together the proprietors of the cajun tavern inn are going to have a fun chat thanks for listening to our adventure if you've enjoyed our show visit us at dungeondrunks.com for links to all of our social media pictures and bio of our cast a full list of credits and more We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.